Support for MindShift comes from Landmark College, offering a fully online graduate-level certificate in learning differences and neurodiversity programs. Visit landmark.edu certificate to learn more. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. All right, all right. We're about to get the show on the road. Uh, Let me ask folks first, if you could, please, uh, turn off your electronics. Let me do that first before I ask everybody. Welcome back to the MindShift Podcast. I'm Katrina Schwartz. And this is the last episode of Season 3. In this season, we've focused on the families and students who are struggling in our schools right now. Whether it's home visits or ways to build school culture or dealing with trauma in the classroom and in the community, Educators are coming up with fascinating solutions to these really big issues. We honor the accomplishments of our core members of the day and congratulate them on their success. So we thought it only fitting to end on a graduation, even though it's not graduation season. But this one, Civicor Academy in Oakland, California, is a little different and pretty special because these are high school dropouts who have come back to school to get their high school diplomas. I am reminded of the inspiring words of key people in history. Of course, Marianne Wright Edelman, who says education is a precondition to survival in America today. Some of them have been out of school for years. And uh, James Baldwin has said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. A lot of graduations are pretty boring and kind of impersonal. This one was the opposite of that. There were only 12 graduates, and they got a lot of attention. Daisha McGill, please stand. Each student got an individual shout-out from the head of school. You are strong in mind and body and willing to speak out. You're a dedicated student, hard worker, willing to work overtime to accomplish your goals. You're funny, compassionate, caring, supportive of your... How y'all doing this evening? My name is Daisha. I will be your MC for the evening. And students got to share, too. Um, I wrote this on my own. So this is called Five W's. Who will you become in the future? What lies ahead will be a blessing, so take it and run with it. After witnessing this pretty incredible graduation, I wanted to know more about how these young people ended up at Civicor. My name is Daisha McGill, 
and um, October 2016 is when I started Civil Corps and I was there for two years uh, max to finish off everything that I need to get done. When times get rough, don't give up. Where your goal takes you, follow it. I'm always trying to brighten everybody day up. Like, I'm always coming here dressing up nice and smiling. They're like, oh, hey, Dej, I see you. I'm like, yeah, just trying to bite your day up. Why should you give up on yourself or on your goals? I was actually going to two different schools. The teachers wasn't really, like, teaching us anything. They always was worried about other students. When you raise your hand, they would never come to you fast enough. Or it's literally, like cuss at the students and tell them be quiet or get the hell out of my classroom and it's like I like this is not the environment that I want to be in and it wasn't really teaching me nothing. Remember not to turn your back to the past. Remember you wish for your dreams to come true. Remember you have faith. Remember you have hope. Hope and faith. Those are complicated words. For Daisha, they come from what she's lived through or maybe in spite of it. A few years ago, while walking home from one of her previous high schools, she was violently assaulted. Actually, I got raped at the age of 15, and that's not a good experience to go through for no young child, at, for a female at a young age. Because the whole lot can change, and you wouldn't want to feel your body no more. You wouldn't like want to look at yourself in the mirror no more, or talk to nobody, or want to be touched by nobody no more. So it changed a whole lot when you get raped. She missed a lot of school because of it. She already wasn't doing that well. It took me a whole year to get through everything that I had been through. I didn't want to be around my dad, my brothers, or nothing. All I wanted to be around was my sisters and my mom. So I really stayed in the house most of the time. Remember to always keep your head up because there will always be hard times that you will feel like giving up. And that's when I found civil court. They had science. They had math that I really needed to be helped on. Um, They had English. They taught me a whole lot about history. They had a yoga class. CiviCorps is a program for young people who are 18 to 26, or almost 18 in Daisha's case. I was 17 when I started Civil Corps. A lot of people find out about the program through friends or through a caseworker, social worker, maybe their probation officer. I end up having a baby last year. He's about to be one now. His name is Zane. It was a lot to know about like being a parent. I was scared and depressed, like how I'm supposed to take care of a child and I'm a child. You'll be stressed out, but don't let that stop you from what you want in life. Me finding out I was having a child is like pushed me more to get to where I need to be. That's why I graduated. Remember. Congratulations, Stacia. I am Dr. Tyfara Singleton, head of school and director of education at Civic Corps, Corps Member Academy. Um, what do the students call you? Dr. T. When I first started working here, people were looking for a Dr. T and they were asking all these other people. and. When they finally would find out it was me, they'd look down and be like, you? Dr. T is petite, and she's kind of unassuming with a big smile and an easy laugh. They weren't looking for an African-American woman. They weren't looking for someone who looked like them, you know? And so when I introduced myself and talked to them, 
they perk up a little bit and they're like, what does that mean, um, Dr. T? And then I talk about what happens after college and, and educational pathways. And I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it because first, um, first generation college student and then also went all the way from a, a neighborhood like theirs. Dr. T grew up in South Central Los Angeles in the 1980s, a time and a place she says had a lot of violence and trauma. And Sifikor understands that these are the kinds of environments many young people are coming from. So they try to remove as many of those external barriers to success as they can. 40% of the students here are homeless, so they have showers. And they have food that people can take home. And they try to help with childcare. They're convinced with the right supports, everybody can catch up, no matter how old they are. You have to understand we have adults here. We don't have an eight-year-old brain. We have a 22-year-old brain um, that has heard words for 22 years, <laughs> that has read things, that has had conversations, that has had debates, um, and can catch up way faster if, if you give them that opportunity instead of saying they can't, they can't, they can't. So this uh, deficit ideology that they can't as opposed to when are they going to do it, how are they going to do it, how are we going to facilitate it. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. All over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Welcome back to the MindShift Podcast. I'm Katrina Schwartz. We're at the Civicor Academy graduation in Oakland, California. This is a small program where students get a lot of individual help. And they also do a lot of non-academic things, like camping in Yosemite or river rafting or volunteering. These are ways to build community and help students feel like whole people, so that when they struggle in the classroom, they're able to see that a little differently. Antoine Marini, please stand. You are... Even keeled, generally open and outgoing, able to connect with a variety of people. You are kind, caring, a respectful gentleman who loves your community. Oh, my name is Antoine Marini. I'm a core member at Civic Court. Hey, hey you guys, just <clears throat> leave the uh, chainsaws in my, by my cage and all. One part of the Civic Court program is job training. If one of you wants to help me take one apart, while they're in school, students do conservation work that they get paid for, so stuff like maintaining trails in public parks and clearing brush. 
Um, today we were just um, cutting wood to like we could make it to like firewood. It's easy. It's pretty much easy. It's not hard work at all. Antoine's 20. And after graduating in June, he stayed on doing the conservation work to keep making some money while he figures out what he wants to do next. This is a cool job. Like, you know, if you want to stay fit, like, this is the job, you know? Tell me a little bit more about, like, what your experience of school was before Civic Corp. I went to Skyline. The teachers at Skyline, man, they ain't got no respect. They talk to you like you just some piece of dirt or something, bro. Like, that's one, that's another thing. Like, But what about, like, know. earlier, like, elementary school or middle school? Elementary school? I mean, I already knew, like, my cut older cousins, they was, in, um, they was older than me. So they was um, telling me, like, oh, you could just um, not do your homework and you're going to still pass because it's like no kid to get left behind. So they always just put me on to that. So I never did homework or nothing. But I was always a good kid. Everybody knew, like, I was always good. So you were good, but you just didn't do the work. Yeah. But so then how did that play out when you got to high school? Um, downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Went straight downhill. It was, it was, an, it was not good because I wasn't used to doing homework and having that repetition of like knowing I needed to do homework. And then six classes, boom, I mean like seven classes actually hit me. Just like, oh, we all got all homework from all seven classes? Oh, no, like, no, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Man, school is hecka hard. I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't know if it was hard or easy. I just never went to class, so I wouldn't know if it was hard or easy. I mean, I just knew, you know, I wasn't getting the attention that I needed. Like, I'm getting that civic course with people I could just go to, certain people, like certain counselors and stuff. They just understand where I'm coming from. One of those mentors is Rodney Dunn. All right, it's that time. Folks should be in a seminar. My name is Mr. Dunn. I'm the Dean of Students for Civic Corps. He's been at Civic Corps a long time, and a lot of students will talk about him because he's the disciplinarian. He's on their case about all of the things they're doing wrong. But, you know, that you can kind of tell that they like it, too. They know that he cares. What I remember Mr. Dunn is he used to always, like, when I first got here, right, like, first time I walked into the class, like, he was just on me, like, he's just like, oh, pull your pants up, sit down, with you, all this stuff, right? So I just, like, so I always looked at him like, and this dude is just, I already know he gonna start with something as soon as I walk in, every time. All the time, especially when it comes to my students keeping their pants up. This pants thing is really about respect. Mr. Dunn doesn't want his students to miss out on any opportunities because of how they dress. I'm tough on everyone. I'm tough on all of them, not just him. Um, Simply because we want to be able to provide them with that self-discipline. So whenever they feel like catting off at work or doing something that they shouldn't be doing, sometimes Mr. Dunn, tell me, Mr. Dunn, your voice, it's your voice. It was in the back of my head. I just said, nope, I'm going to get to work, do what I need to do. Our staff, including the dean, which is the disciplinarian, believes in you and try to bring out that special something that they've had hidden in them for so long, discovering it and bringing it out of them. Mm. And what kind of brought you to that approach, you know, because I, sometimes I think it's hard for us to take a new approach when we maybe didn't experience that ourselves in school. Well, um, I would have to say it came about just by my own personal experiences here at Civic Corps myself, 30 Five years ago. Oh, you were a core member? <laughs> I was a core member when the program first began. Being a formal gang member, drug dealer, I wanted something different because I was then a new father, um, single parent, scared, didn't know what to do. Um, but 
coming into this program, it actually helped me, it taught me how to basically be more self-independent, self-sufficient, which is most important, and um, being able to build up my self-confidence, believing in myself so that I could set an example for my baby. And how to just basically stay off the streets. It was tough. It was a very, very hard and tough transition. I was homeless uh, with my baby for about a year with him. One time I got to a point where I was just gonna be like, man, forget to, like, I'm not gonna come here no more. I gotta deal with Mr. Dunn like, for four months. Are you serious? Like, I gotta deal with him, no. <laughs> but then like, I start seeing people leave out and I'm like, like the more they leaving out, the more stuff I'm getting done. Like, you know, obviously I'm making progress. They really like hearing my story because it's encouraging um, and they can identify with what they're going through as well. When I went to school, I never used to do work. Like, I never used to do my work, my homework, none of that. But when I came to civil course, I started doing that. And I was just start thinking, like, maybe it's just because Mr. Dunn really be on me. So I just be trying to, like, prove to him, like, I could do this stuff. Like, but I'm going to graduate because that's all he talk about. Like, I just want to see you walk that stage, like, you know. Congratulations, Antoine. I graduated, so I guess it all turned out good, you know. You know, he's supposed to make sure we succeed or else he fail. Mm -hmm. So I, I respect that. Yeah. You know? How did it feel to graduate? Oh, man, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I never thought I'd see that day. <laughs> Not going to lie. I'm, I'm happy for myself. It's still an unbelievable feeling. Like, this is crazy. But, man, I never thought I could do it. I'm happy. Ebony Christine Rout, please stand. Ebony, I want to personally thank you for the challenges you presented. You reminded us that education is a right, not a privilege, and certainly not a popularity contest or a reality TV show that you can just get voted off. I have so much respect for your utter refusal to be anyone but yourself. I am Ebony Rowell, and I am an ex-student, basically. I graduated July 7th. Ebony is 23 and came to Civic Corps after dropping out of Oakland High School. Oakland High was like a um, small judicial system. It's like, you know, it's like a high school musical, no music. Ebony says she spent a lot of her life defending herself because nobody else would. But her teachers and school administrators never seemed to listen to that side of the story. So the justice they handed down didn't really feel fair. And that didn't totally change at Civic Corps, but at least there she had a champion. I love me some Ebony. <laughs> Dr. T. She's passionate. She's so artistic with, in so many ways, with dancing, with fashion, with acting, with, you know, she's definitely, and very self-aware, very self-aware, and, you know, she's, she's got a journey. If she can handle her triggers, she's going to be able to do anything, anything, because she's got quite the mind. I wrote a piece called My Fighting History Follows Me, and it's like, dang, I'm trying to get back to school, I'm trying to do it good, but it's like sin, it's just going to happen, like, Fighting is going to happen because there's people that's mad out here in this world. People ain't got no home training. If they would just cry, because they're trying, they're really mad and they want to cry, and they can't. 
and uh, a lot of times like we're conditioned not to do that not to cry as and when I say we I mean African-American women you know we have to be strong we have to be all these things so we hold that stuff in and it anger seems like the only way to let stuff out I always been different always seen something better for myself but yet the environment will bring you down and make you feel low when you don't have the resources to do the things that you need to do. Ebony wants to be a lawyer, and she's already got a fashion company where she designs clothes out of recycled materials. And she wants to see the world and do big things, but she's struggling to find her way out of her situation. Dr. G is who I talk to the most is because, like, I feel like she could, like, understand me in the language, you know, that I might not really have, but how I think. It's hard to have the language for some of the things that are all too common in her life. On the day we talked, Ebony had just come from a funeral. Her cousin's father was shot to death. The deaths, the assaults, everything just kept piling up for her. They're, they're drops in a giant bucket, and the bucket is full. Lately, I've been helping myself. I don't really have a lot of people that I can ask for help, and in my times in need where I really actually needed some parenting help, some, you know, I could have learned a lesson or got a slide or a pass type of ordeal, I didn't get those. It was adulthood straight. Ebony. Thank you. I'm built for this, you guys. This podium. Ebony's speech at graduation okay. made a big impact on me. I mean, she's a striking person no matter what. So she gets up on stage and she's wearing these really high, sparkly shoes and a dress that she later told me was inspired by the rain gear that they wear during their conservation core work. So it was made of plastic. I was going to write a long speech, but I found something better. She found these essays that her friend had written about the items she would put in a time capsule. So um, this is by my friend. She was um, murdered, and her name is Dominique. And, and this is called Time Capsule Submission. So she's sobbing her way through this essay that Dominique wrote in the first person about when she was pregnant with her son. I had a high-risk pregnancy. I had to go have high stress tests three times a week. And as Ebony is reading, I realized that the dress she made is actually a series of clear plastic pockets. And in each pocket, she's got a photo of someone she lost to violence. Ebony is her own time capsule. So I brought these, I brought, I just wanna, I just wanna put these people in my time capsule. These are the people and the reason that I'm here today, these are the people that I lost along the way of my years and my journey of high school Trey, through Trey, o- Trey. O- Oakland High School. Yeah. Trey. This is and my friend Kevin. And these people is who I'm putting in my time capsule. Thank you. Thank you.
now for the moment we all have been waiting for. <laughs> Can I get a drum roll, please? Thank you for listening to the MindShift Podcast. In a time-honored tradition, now please switch your tassel from right to left to symbolize you have earned your high school diploma. MindShift is produced by Ki Sung and me, Katrina Schwartz. Please turn around as I now present the June 2018 Civic Corps Academy graduating class. Music, please. Our editor is Jacob Conrad. Seth Samuel is our audio specialist. Holly Kernan is KQED's chief content officer. And Ethan Lindsay is our executive editor of news. I'm eternally grateful to Julie Kane, KQED's senior editor for podcasts, for her help with this episode. This podcast would not have been possible without the openness and honesty of Antoine Marini, Daisha McGill, and Ebony Christine Rout. Thank you for sharing your stories. Thanks also to Dr. Taifara Singleton, Jesus Chavez, Rodney Dunn, and everyone at Civicorps. If you're just discovering the MindShift podcast, welcome. We're so glad you're listening. We've got tons of other great episodes you should check out. And we also have a website where we post in-depth articles about the innovative ways educators are tackling tricky problems in education. Check us out there and also find us on Facebook and Twitter. We are at MindShiftKQED. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.